Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joe Dells. And it's now episode 217. In this episode, we have a special guest on the show. Four-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, is currently on the 4-0 Philadelphia Eagles. Big play. Come on Slay. now. Come on now. What's play good? What's good? What's going on, Big Play? How you doing today, King? Man, I'm doing good, man. How y'all doing? I'm doing okay, great, bro. man. Another doing amazing. Day. Feeling blessed. Especially after the Rams caught the L versus the Niners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling good. amazing right now. <laughs> uh, now okay. all, 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 last, all of last season, me and my co-host Drew were having this back and forth about Matthew Stafford. Can you trust him in the playoffs? Can you trust him in big-time moments? He inevitably proved me wrong in the playoffs because he had an excellent playoff That's run. Facts. You used to play with him. So I just want to ask you, like, how was it like with him being on your team for so many years? Oh, man, bless him, man. He's one of the best out there. You know, uh, he take a lot of heat, you know, because he's just trying to win a lot. But uh, he about winning. He's not about a, a guy that's about stats, a guy that's just trying to do this. So, you know, so the angle, plays that you see him just, like, making a play, he really be just trying to actually kind of, like, make a play, man. And he kind of like to force stuff. With, but, you know, that's what, that's what come with winning. You got to force a lot of stuff. But, uh and he, you know, he wanted the goats. For I was gonna sure. say, it seems like a lot of the quarterbacks nowadays, at least, you know, the higher tier quarterbacks are being more aggressive. They're letting the ball fly. They're not really thinking about throwing an interception because they trust their arm that much. Maddie's one of those yeah. select guys that kind of has that arm that he just trusts himself sometimes too much. But I'd rather yeah. than a quarterback, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. You know, that's my dude. So, you know, seven years strong with him. And that's how he played all his seven years when I was there. So he continued to keep doing the same thing. So, and it led them to a Super Bowl, so can't complain about it. Yeah, actually, uh, I saw on TikTok the other day the NFL Films video when he dislocated his shoulder, came back in for the one play, had the game-winning touchdown. It's like, damn, that seems like so long ago. I don't know if you were on that team, but I just came on TikTok. I was like, damn, like, nah, you have to be different I, I to do something like that. Year. Yeah. Following year. Yeah, yeah but no. yeah, he, that's that's every day, though. He's, yeah. man, he used to be played with his back messed up and all kind of stuff. People don't even know. Yeah, but did that he, last year. That's for a tough dude. He was a warrior, bro. Yeah. I mean, he still is, yeah. but yo, when he was on Detroit, he was different. Yeah. A, a player that's currently on the lines, and this is how you discovered us, Slay, is Amon Ra. We, we did a Would You Rather, which is something on the show where we say, listen, are you taking this receiver or that receiver? Would you rather? You weren't too happy about it. Tyler Lockett <laughs> was taking over Brandon Cook. So I, just say your piece about it. Yeah, they ain't, that's not it. That's not because <laughs> honestly, no, no offense to the guy, uh, to the guy because he's a good player for sure, great player at all. But uh, we're kind of like uh, you know, push it to the side for him because I had a lot of respect for him because you know he played the game hard and all. We kind of pushed it aside because he was talking about another player on the other side of the bench oh, against uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? And he's saying like, oh man, that guy's there. Don't got, you know, how many plays he played? But honestly, in opinion, my opinion. If they switch revolve, switch roles, he'll be the third option over there too. So mm. you know what I'm saying? He can't can't talk about another guy's situation like that when he when his situation would be the same thing if he was in Washington too, because he'd for sure be behind Terry. He'd for sure be behind the first round draft pick, and he'd be the third option. So where do you draw that line? I know uh, I was watching your interview on the Pivot. I know you're not someone who talks a ton on the field. But I kind of yeah. like that from Amon Ra. You know, he keeps track of all the players Facts. who are taken ahead of him. He knows Diami Brown, that other side, hasn't been playing as well as he has. So where do you draw the line between having the confidence compared to having, you know, Being an a ego? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't be, you can't draw the line with the with the with the players because who they who they like, you know, like um like he was mad about it, but 
the Lions passed up on him four times. That's you know, true. so true. That's <laughs> pretty what true. You go get That's mad fast. about that for? Uh, so, but uh. I'll be, you know, it's all the best for everyone. I'm not like a, a guy that's like who pick who over me or whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all about what you do when you get here. Because yeah. when you get here, it doesn't matter no more. Everybody had to start at zero because I done seen guys that go first round and only play two years. I've seen a guy that go seven round and play 12 years. So it doesn't really matter, like, where I get picked at. And I'm not really worried about them because I want everyone to be successful in this league because, you know, it's a blessing. It's only but 1% that gets to do it. So, uh why not be uh you know have fun and doing instead of trying to make it like uh who's better than who guy when it's like hey man we all here it's one percent fifteen hundred people in the in the NFL so it's a lot of people in this world for sure listen we gotta we have to talk about it you've been absolutely clamps all season last season of course <clears throat> basically your entire career let's be completely honest like but it seems you you get older you just seem to age like fine wine this season you've had a couple of matchups. One particular that stands out to all of us, that matches with Jettas. You put yeah. on an absolute clinic. But I got to ask you, how was going up against Justin? And how did you feel you were able to be so successful? Uh, just because, I, you know, film study, me just being a vet in the game, just understanding concepts, understanding route progressions and stuff like that, man. So, uh, like I was telling everybody that when, I, when they asked me about the question, uh, Jet, for sure, was the second best receiver in the league to me behind Tay, mm-hmm. Vontae Adams. So, uh yeah, man, I just had the best uh, good game. That's, man, solid game plan I had against him and uh, executed at a high level. So it was not a, like a who's better than who. I just think I prepared uh, in a great way to uh, put myself in position to win. For yeah. sure. we. Uh, I was actually doing a little bit of homework, and I watched when you were – it was Pro Bowl weekend. You were having an interview with uh, Kurt Warner. You guys were going over film. And as mm-hmm. you were watching the film and as the plays were coming on, you knew exactly what was happening each play before it was happening. It just emphasized the point you're making right now is you are a film junkie. I'm sure I'm sure of it. And just oh, from, yeah. from watching that video that was years ago when you were with Detroit, to see that it carries over, I, I'm, or for you to continue to say that you just put in the, the preparation prior to the weeks, I believe it 100%. Easily. That's, just, that's how it works, man. Uh, it's football, man. And football ain't changed since 1940. They still got the same flat curl, the same spot route, everything since 1940. The only thing they do is dress it up different. So uh, at the end of the day, I just kind of look at the final formation and just, you know, it takes only but a split second for me to guess a route. It was funny because you, you, in your mind, you were like, man, I should have had that pick. And that's why, that's what made you call it out so quickly. And he was describing the play literally as it was happening perfectly before it even happened. Yeah. So no, I know Slay puts his work in. So oh, yeah, got to. to to continue to add on, we spoke about Jets a little bit. Is there is there a guy that you look forward to that you understand this guy's on my this guy's on my schedule? I'm circling this matchup. I'm looking forward to this guy. Uh, besides Jet, for sure, that was my one this year. You know, because he's coming out a high year, man. Coming off two solid first years, like setting breaking records, playing at a high level. Uh. Man, I had him circle. As soon as I saw, I said, "Man, let me go start looking at his film right now." So I started a whole offseason. You know, I've been wow. I had respect. a little book on him. You know, so I already had a little book on him because it's much respect to his game. Because I like, I respect this guy enough to like, hey, I need to be ready way before then. I don't need to be just just a week on him. I need to like, yeah, I need about a good month and a half solid <laughs> on him. So <laughs> you know, a lot of guys, you know, I enjoy my offseason for sure. But at the end of the day, I still got a job to prepare for. So. Uh, with me being at the age I am, 31, I know I like, okay, so like you still fast and all gifted and stuff, but, you know, as you get older sometimes, uh, talent do go down. So, you know, 
put myself in better positions to make the plays and all that stuff. So it just made me feel a lot comfortable. So, yeah, I had to get on him early. Like, if I didn't, it probably could have got ugly. So I ain't want to get ugly. You held your own. <laughs> it could have got ugly for sure. <laughs> so, so I had to prepare for him right. Because if I didn't, Man, I've probably been all over Twitter, slay this, and he been grittying all up in the end. <laughs> I like that, that uh, they put you man-to-man on him for the majority of the game because we saw in week one the Packers played a lot of soft zone. And I feel like yeah. there's been different coverages on Jettas all season. But the fact that you were able to line up man-to-man, and that's what you like doing the most, and you were able to shut him down. And you had two interceptions, I believe, in that game, but you could have easily had four or five. I mean, Kirk didn't stop throwing to you. I, I, I was watching the game, and I was like, can Kirk stop throwing to Slay, please? Man, I was like that, too, because I honestly, I was tired as hell. Like, bro, I'm ball over here. Like, can, I, can I get a breath? You know, hey, uh, with, them, with them being down by the way they was, why not, you know, as a quarterback, you're like, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go by swinging. So I'm going to throw it to my best guy on the offense. So understand it, but at the end of the day, like, come on, bro. It's like, I'm over having, I'm solid right now. I kind of got a great green plan. Like, can you, like, go somewhere else with it for a second? <laughs> go to Cage and go to Thielen. Go to somebody else. <laughs> Not, I, I think what's with cool, especially um, you knew, you, you know, you said you just turned 31 years old. We saw the last two years. This previous year, Sauce, Derek Stingley, both go top five. The year before, J.C. Horn, Pastor Tain go in the top ten. So out of these young corners, I mean, you know, you're you're still on the top of the game with Jalen Ramsey, Jairs, all those guys. Yeah. But, like, out of those young corners who are coming up, have you seen one that has stood out or one that's like, no, he's he's next up. He's going to enter this conversation in the next couple of years. Yeah, uh, so my favorite young corner right now for sure for sure is uh, I know who's gonna say. I know who's gonna yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Sertan. You know, yeah. you know he's, 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 he's that got boy. Right now. He's, nah, that he's that boy. Right he's that boy. He, he is him. Him and him and AJ. Him and AJ by far yeah. the two best corners at the, in that in that young age, man. Uh, I watched all like I told you. Uh, I told you the young boy like uh, Pat. Uh, like, hey man, I studied your film so much. I started using some of his techniques that he used. You know, even oh, though wow. he's a young guy. Wow. His dad was a professional too, as yeah. well. So you can see that he's really, really like technician, man. Uh, yeah, he gonna be the best corner in the league by the probably by the end of this year. Yeah, easily. I mean, wow. you know, you continue he to keep playing. He went up against, I was going to say, sorry to cut you off. He went up against Tay last week and led up less than 50 yards. He, yeah, was, going, he was on the single, left side, the right side. He every was going single one of Devontae's targets were heavily contested, too. Yeah. So he got every, his on, catches, but all of them were heavily clean. contested. Yeah. I watched the film. He's, yeah. he's a dog. Yeah, yeah. he's so crazy. He'll be the best corner at the end of this year or in start of next year for and sure. the week before against Debo, no catches. It's just, he's really that week guy. In, he can do out. everything at a high level, okay. an extreme elite level. He's so big. He's so he big. He is. Yeah. He is. And you wouldn't think yeah. that just watching, just looking at the screen. Nah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Real big dude. Yeah, and we saw and Yeah, nah, for sure. And we saw this against Tay going on the left side of the field, the right side of the field. Like he they went he out and said, you know, we're gonna you're gonna be on Tay. We have that faith in you. That's something that a lot of especially in today's NFL, like we saw back in the day with like Revis, obviously he would go and, and follow everyone. But I feel like in today's league, there's only select Facts. amount of corners Facts. who could go and follow on both sides of the field. And, and you know, Sertain has been in that conversation. Slay, if it isn't obvious, I'm a Broncos fan. So I just had an inclination. I've seen you and, and Sherm on Twitter <laughs> going back and forth saying that, that, that Pat is that dude. So, yeah. oh, man, I'll tell you what. I'm excited to be a Broncos fan. I'm excited to have two on my side. Now, Drew, you had your moment. You're a Broncos fan. Joel and I, we're Jets fans, and we Facts. have a young corner Facts. in Sauce Gardner. They started creating a graph. It says lost in the sauce. Yeah, that's tough. And it has, Very like, tough. each player. What are your thoughts on Sauce so far? Oh, I, man, I love Sauce. So, uh, 
when I was in Detroit for so long, you know, Sauce from Detroit. So uh, he was at King High School. Um, uh, I remember talking to him as a little kid, uh, him coming up, uh, going to their games, watching him play, all that. So he had been, um, you know, he, he me and him DM probably about his senior year in high school and so, well, senior, junior year and senior year in high school, just talking about him because he sent me to my first King game. So, uh, man, I've been watching him for the longest, man. He's been watching me for the longest. So it, it was just like crazy to see a guy. You know, that was kind of like, I ain't going to say I mentored him crazy or nothing like mm -hmm. that because we only met a couple of times. But to see him get to where he at now is a blessing for me to, uh, you know, that I reached out to him. He reached out to me. It's good. But he's a dog, too, you know. So I watched this film the other day, he got, and he got a great coach. My DB coach that's with me in Detroit got him right now. So uh, I know the only way the sky's the limit to me. My coach told me great things about him, man. He's a hard worker, and um, he going to be one of the best, too, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Seven. Now, the Eagles right now, you guys are 4-0, undefeated. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. Sometimes teams start off great early. They lose some momentum later right. down in the line. How do you guys stay even-keeled and make sure that you just got to focus on the next game, next opponent and hopefully hold up that Lombardi trophy at the end of the season? Uh, Man, our main goal is we're not really worried about being 4-0, honestly. You know, we're just trying to be 1-0 each and every week. There so our mindset is just like, hey, man, we – 0-0 this week, but we're trying to end the week 1-0. So we just go out there, keep working and preparing like we just know. Of course, we know what the record is, but in our minds and being a professional, man, we got to look past that because this is only about the beginning. Only the real football starts in December. Yeah. And and the playoffs, you go straight to 0-0. So nobody even worry about the regular season. and go straight to back to 0-0 because, uh, you know, what, what the Patriots 16-0? The Giants was what? 8-9 or yeah, something like that? 8-8, yeah. facts. Wild card finish, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter. You know, it's all about the team that's be hot at the right time and at the right moment. So uh, we real focused, man. We real locked in, man. Our coach doing a great job is keeping us locked in. So we not worried about that undefeated match. We worry about, like, winning next week, winning the week after. You know, good chance before 4-0 is the best thing to go 5-0. So yeah. we just keep trying to go 1-0 every week, though. Slay, let me ask you, what's different from last year to this year? Last season, we saw, we saw you guys really just take that step from the year prior. Uh, mm -hmm. You guys seem to be the surprise, you know, to the outside, of course, not to your, you guys always believed in yourself, right. but what's the difference from last year to this year where you guys just seem to be clicking on all cylinders? Uh, I think it's just a approach of how the, our leaders on the team kind of did it. Man. We had a, like a brief, brief reading about how we want to be, what we want to see, and what we want to accomplish as a team, and guys are really following the directions as in going. And with this being a production league, Every, nobody's not selfish. You know, in a production league, everybody kind of selfish because you only get paid by your production. But a lot of guys are here playing for each other, uh, playing for the next man beside them, playing for the name of the back of their jersey and for this organization. So they put the money to a side, you know, to win. And that's kind of hard to do that in this kind of area because it's a production league. But these guys over here really just playing for each other and we playing hard for each other. And that's what's really carrying us a long way right now. Yeah, and I think I'm sure you could ask this in every interview, but we gotta ask about Jalen Hurts, right? This is <laughs> I know I'm the only one at this table who for a year plus been a believer in Jalen and right. one of the reasons is because I feel like some of the most successful quarterbacks in the league have overcome, right? He had to transfer from Alabama to took his job, yep. went to Oklahoma, it was phenomenal. Second round pick, wasn't even selected in the first round, had to sit behind Wentz. His first couple games, you know, was kind of iffy. Year mm -hmm. two made progress. Now year three, we see He's a here. big leap from Jalen Hurts in that MVP mm -hmm. talk. And I know the production on the field speaks for itself. But like I mentioned, 
showing the leadership that he has, the charisma, what he talks about in the press or working out in the offseason. What have you seen from Jalen Hurts? Maybe not just on the field, but possibly behind the scenes that we don't see. Uh, behind the scenes, man, he, uh, one thing he does a lot, man, he asks questions, you know. And as a man, it's kind of hard to ask another man for help. Uh, so he got the mindset of, hey, man, what coverage this was y'all did to me to uh, make me, you know, force that throw there, force this throw there. Because that's his read kind of stuff. So uh, we did our best job in the camp and all season and OTAs to help him, you know, progress as a player. And um, and that's with him being asking questions. So he does a great job at that. And then other than that, man, he work hard, man. He a real workhorse. He a guy that really wants to be the best at his job and he loves his job. So uh, sky's the limit for him, man. I'm happy for him. I'm so happy for him. I ain't going to lie. I'm real happy for him. Because, you know, like you, like you said, man, he was in Alabama, got benched, went out or had to transfer to go play somewhere else, man. Come to the league, get you know, sit behind Wentz, and finance his time. Like he, so he he overcomes so much, and uh, and to be honest, he liked that. He liked the feeling like that. He loved to prove people wrong, and and he gonna continue to keep doing that for years and years to come. Cause he, uh, I honestly can say for sure, he's like the future for the Philadelphia Eagles. Slay, I feel like I gotta ask you this question because for me personally, over the last couple of years, especially when the rule changes first really got implemented for you guys, it seems as if. A lot of these rules were put in favor to benefit the wide receiver. And I've always yeah. been an advocate for cornerback is probably, in my opinion, the, the second toughest position. I hate to, if this sounds disrespectful. I feel like I'm being very respectful here. You have quarterback and then you have the cornerback. Let me ask you, yeah. do you believe that the cornerback is the hardest position in football to play as of right now? Yes. I mean, besides the quarterback, but if it's outside the quarterback, it's cornerback because it's just, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? This is like a, all the PI calls. This it's an offensive league. Everybody wants to see points. Everybody wants to see guys go for six hundred yards passing. You got all these quarterbacks that's so talented with these strong arms and and you know I'm talking about zipping it. You know we got Josh <laughs> Allen just throw that thing seventy yards zipping. You know that's not even in the air, just straight line speed. Thanks. So stuff like that, it's just hard to guard. And you know and uh, to be guarding stuff like that, you got to be elite in that. And that's why the corners are really getting paid. Yeah. 20 million stuff now. So Gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of tough, you know. So, uh, man, I think it for sure the hardest position besides the quarterback. It's not even close. I don't, except in left tackle. Facts. You know? Facts. Yeah. So after that, you know, it's, it's quarterbacks, corners, and left tackles. And ain't nothing else. You mentioned that quarterbacks are zipping it more than ever before now. Josh Allen, he's lights out. Mahomes, you, I can name a plethora of guys. Yeah. Um, since you've been in the NFL, how like how have you seen the quarterback position progress? Are there just more great quarterbacks in today's NFL? Way more, way, way more. Like the talent down at quarterback ranges is outrageous, you know. So it's just like you know, it's like it's like night and day, you know. It's just really crazy. Like we probably nobody seen that like Mahomes in forever, you know. They can't even compare Mahomes to nobody besides Aaron Rodgers. Facts. So. uh it's, you know, you got Josh Allen. Who you could compare to Josh Allen as a quarterback that can run and throw us that hard and that accurate. Uh, we can't even think of an old name like that, you know. So, <laughs> it's it's tough, you know. You know, you got Lamar Jackson. You might can say Vic, but, you know. So, it's, 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 it's light years away right now. Like, the quarterback comparison, I don't know disrespect to, like, the older generation, but. These kids here way, way more talented. <laughs> and you got and they're all different too, right? You have Max, Lamar who's yeah. different from Josh Allen to Mahomes. And one yeah. guy I know you guys play you play with at Mississippi State was Dak and now being yeah. rivals in the NFC East. So when you play against the Cowboys, you did it last year, you can do it this year as well. Do you think you have the advantage over Dak or does Dak have the advantage over you? That's a good question. 
Ooh, I always got the advantage over that. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay. That's what I was expecting, okay. but yeah, I always got the advantage because I'm older. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm the I'm the big brother. Yeah. Uh, I know the game. He know the game well, but we got much respect for each other, man. But I always got the advantage. Yeah. I'm always got the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to hold you here too long, Slade. Like we want to thank you for your time, but we have some fan questions uh, yeah. that guys ask. So first question here. How hard was the transition from college to the NFL? Uh, it was uh, it was hard because the hardest thing that people don't understand in college from the NFL is the stripe on the ball. It's hard to see. I play corner. Yep. So uh, when I was in college, I could easily pick the ball because I see the little white stripe around it. But when I got to the NFL, oh, man, I was that's why I got so many PBUs because I didn't know how close it was. <laughs> so I was slapping it down. So I'm like, I'm going to slap it because if I don't catch it, you ain't catching it. So, uh as I got older, though, the ball kind of slowed down. I could see it more clear. But my first two, three years, man, I couldn't I couldn't see the ball that good. Definitely deep ball. I was going to say, you figured it out. You had eight interceptions one year. You figured yeah, it yeah. Out I, said, than... I figured out about Facts. two, three years later. Facts. But it took a minute. <laughs> I could have had more picks now. I could have probably been in my 30s by now. <laughs> and the internet was going crazy when Jamar Chase said that last year about how the ball was different. Everyone's like, oh, he's a bust. He's dropping all these balls in the preseason. Now he's one of the best receivers. Um, another, I don't know if this is a fan question, but what, what kind of music do you listen to? Going into pregame, going to the game, what are you listening man, to? Man, I listen to some good slow music first. Yeah. And then as soon as I step on the field, I got to turn that Rod Wave on. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, that's real. real. You know. That's real. That album was gotta fire. Got to go crazy. Rod Wave was like that. Fire. I might be going to this concert. That album was fire. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm that's, for sure going to the concert. Yeah. <laughs> if Rod Wave has such a great balance of music, like it's like you can turn up to it, but it's also like sad oh, music yeah. too. Facts, it's, facts. It's a little, I need it's, that pain. Of course. Of course. So second question here, there's six questions, six fan questions. How is the mm-hmm. overall team chemistry in Philadelphia opposed to your time in Detroit? Uh, well, both teams are all both well connected. I've been with, you know, uh, there's not really too much separation and like connection, but uh, only thing different about that is more like talent wise. My talented team I've been on was uh, 2014 in Detroit. We went to the playoffs. We were like 11 and five. Y'all had a squad. Uh, and in Philly right now, this is the most talented team I played with too. So these two of my most talented teams I played years I played in the league. But uh, the vibe always been good. I got a lot of brothers in uh, Detroit, man. I learned how to be a man in Detroit. I know how to be a better father in Detroit, and I knew how to be a better pro in Detroit. So uh, you know, so Philly got a more experienced me. So uh, it's, it's not a real big toss up. You know, I got I think I got great people in both relationships. So. Uh, I'm, I'm just blessed enough to be part of both organizations. One of my best friends, he's actually a Detroit Lions fan. He, you were one of his favorite players. He rode for you whenever people would, would not mention your name in the top five cornerback rooms. He always would That's be in great. conversation, come with me and say, listen, you got to throw some respect on Darius Slay's name. But his question to you was, what is your favorite or what was your favorite moment in Detroit? Ooh, my favorite moment in Detroit, man, honestly, man, besides football, uh, was going to going to high school games and hanging out with some high school kids because I uh, I do that a lot even when I'm here in Philly. Um, man, I used to pull up to high school kids games and watch them play and um, man, this be these kids are electrifying. So like uh, I wasn't dunking in ninth grade like that. These guys dunking <laughs> eggs, with eggs and all kind of stuff. I was, uh before uh before everybody knew who Imani Bates was. I was watching him in Michigan before he was like in the eighth grade. And watching him develop as a player, it's like I've seen a lot of guys, you know, and Detroit had a lot of good basketball and good football. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, I watched him. I worked out with him. He worked out with me before. So I've seen a lot of kids kind of like, even my own little person on my teammate, Vontae Maddox, you know. Uh He was there. there. So 
it's like, yeah, I've met a lot of good things in Detroit, man. So I got some real great connections with kids in Detroit, man. That's one of my big things. I like to affect kids and uh, try to be a like, game changer for them, you know, because a lot of guys in my position, not like humble as me, they more like stuck up and all kind of other stuff. But uh, I'm one of the guys that kind of like, like to meet kids and like try to change their lives, give them a better perspective about life. Hey, you really? coming on onto the show and having a conversation with us is a testament yeah. to that. Yeah, so, hundred yeah, percent. Oh yeah, no, nah, I appreciate y'all bringing me on, man. Of course, you know, I like bro. I like y'all podcast. It's funny. Thank you, thank you. That's that's <laughs> surreal. Who's to your hear. Who's your NBA team? I'm a I'm a big Lakers fan, you know, because uh, of Kobe. Oh, okay, Slay, I'm you know, copping the jersey. That's all I needed. I'm copping the jersey. Come on, man. I'm a big I'm a big Lakers fan. Okay, I respect that. <laughs> you listen to slow music. Before the game in the locker room, listen to Rod Wave on the field. Do you have any other pregame rituals? Uh, not too much, really. You know, I try to keep it same because I only want to switch my luck up. So <laughs> I just do the same thing, go out there the same stuff. Uh, I be I be cautious. I be wearing I have to wear the same shirt. You I was know? gonna so, say you're superstitious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I like yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm at a away <laughs> game, I gotta like wear white. If I'm at a home game, I gotta wear like black. I got to. It just it just I don't know. It's just something about it. <laughs> Oh, I don't think amazing. we uh we got to this question. You mentioned Tay and Jettas as two of the best receivers in the game. Who who rounds out that top five? Because I know you had a problem uh, with uh, Amon Ra. You know, like who who's in that elite elite tier? Ooh, you got shoot. You got both Jefferson. I mean, not Jeff. I already said Jefferson, but uh, chasing that conversation, Stefan Diggs and uh and Cheetah. Cheetah, my there number we three. Go. There, yep. I was gonna say Ty- Tyreek's one of those yeah. that. You mentioned yeah. Tay, you mentioned Jettas. It seems like Tyreek never gets that respect of the – and I'm not saying just you, I'm talking generally. Ty, Ty, yeah, Tyreek man, just, they just think because he's just faster than everybody that that's the only way he yeah, can do exactly. it. Exactly. He's just different from Well, everybody. that's the case. Y'all need to back up deeper yeah. and gonna, stop letting from passion. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, you look at Tyreek Hill, he's completely changed the way that teams draft the wide receiver position. Everyone's looking to Easily. draft the next Tyreek Hill. Yep. Everybody's yeah. looking for that. He's a real – he really changed the game as in like, we need this. That's why you see a lot of teams right now playing a lot of too high because of him. Yep. That's facts. And we have a fan here, your boy Nick. Shout out to him. Who He asked a great question. It's a personal one. He says, I know you're a family man. What does it mean to you to be a father, especially since being a dad at a young age? What has being a father done to you in your life? Ooh, motivated me to get where I'm at today. There you you know, uh, me having a kid at 15 was real tough. But, uh, but it. Without having no kid, I don't know if I'd be here for sure because I ain't had no kind of motivation as and just in myself as like, oh, I could be this NFL player or whatever, whatever. But uh, yeah, he when I had him, man, kind of like it kind of opened my eyes to say as in like, hey, Slay, you got to do something, you got to take care of kid. And me working at anywhere to nine to five, I did not want to do. So <laughs> I said, well, God gave me this gift to go play football, but I'm trying to use it to my best ability and try to do what I can. And man, it got me to be one of the best in the game. So. uh I'm thankful for him, man, because without him, I don't know what, what I'd be doing. Slay, if it wasn't football, what would you be doing? I'd be a gamer. Yeah? Gamer. Oh, yeah? What's yeah. your favorite games to play? Man, I play Warzone, uh, all the sports games, man, 2K, Fight Night. I play everything. I'm finna, right after I get off here, I'm going to pop up on the stream. Tough. Do you play 2K. Apex Legends? Nah, I, I, they tell me to keep getting into it. I'm going to try. I went from because I went from PUBG. To the war zone, yeah, and then everybody keeps saying, "Go to Apex, lay, go to Apex." So I'm gonna get that a try one day. Apex is a little slow. I think PUBG yeah. War Zone is a little faster, but Apex is yeah, a little I slow like, for me. Apex, I'm gonna try it though because everybody keeps asking me. Though. Okay, yeah, it's a great. I game. was gonna say the new Modern Warfare is about to come. Uh, to uh, yeah, the I'm new Modern Warfare is about to come out. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot for sure. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So thank you so much, for Slay, real. for being on the Peace Out Podcast. Applause, man. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you, bro. Thank it's you. a blessing. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all. Slay, before you go, is there anything or anyone that you want to shout out? Uh, nah, man. Just shout out to y'all, man. Appreciate y'all letting me come on, man. For real. Thank you, Slay. We appreciate, appreciate that, King. That, man. All right, now. Y'all have a good one. Take uh, it easy, too. dude. Good season. All right, now.